Welcome, welcome. This is uh, another round of Bubble Dutch. I am uh, Johnny Hockendike, and we have a special guest, very, very special guest. <laughs> you've really, you've mind went to that part as well, yeah, yeah. No, but Matt Stott, you are, if you don't know who he is, uh, if you've heard of Soul Tour, Soul Talk, um, himself and wife, oh, Belinda, who is also amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, you guys put that together. And it's yeah. uh, so you guys have you guys have really already you know got a big stamp in the I guess the mental and emotional health world of uh, young adults in particular. With soul talk, soul tour is about that, but then soul talk has been definitely the wider church, which has been it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and we've, we've actually just started doing marriage seminars all over oh, the wow. country, hundred towns and cities. We want to do that's right. I remember you uh, saying marriage that. seminars, and that's called soul mates. So, oh my goodness! Yeah, we're cornering the market on all the wow. stuff. Yeah. Wow, flip. Yeah. So, we've got some questions. So, Bubble Dutch is, um, for those who don't know, uh, we're pretty much just talking about, just, we're just having a conversation about life. Um, Sounds good. You've got strengths in the mental and emotional health area, and I love that we're diving into that as a church at the moment. So, um, we're just going to mm-hmm. probably sit on that a bit more than those, the rough theological questions that I throw at Dad. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I could throw one at you, though, if you really want. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's my jam. It is. My master's in theology at the moment. So really? Like, yeah. Oh, no way. Chuck anything you want over this. Wow. Thing. Flip. Okay, well, first of all, how did you and Belinda meet? Oh, that's a good story. So, I was maybe 13, 14. Whoa. And my youth pastor oh. down, the, down the road at the Baptist Church, he... He used to say, "Now, boys, if uh, and girls, if you wanted, if you want to, but he said it to the boys that week. If you want a good partner one day, which most of you do, then yeah. why don't you pray? You know, why don't you put in an order to God? Mm. And so I thought, oh, he's a youth pastor; he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So I didn't really know. I, I, I made a list. I got a pen and paper out, and I kind of made a list of what I wanted. Oh. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a lot on the list. I had. Uh, I wanted to marry a Christian lady, a girl who was my age, who um, had long hair, right? Well, physical, physical yeah. appearance thing, um, and wore dresses. I thought they were quite cool, mm. and ate meat. That's handy. And that's all I had. Just four things. That's, I thought you wanted to list out a whole lot. Yeah, that was no, just it. That's just it. A pretty simple, easy to please do. <laughs> and at the time, you know, this is how old it was. probably the start of the 90s, right? 1990, something oh, like that. Yeah. And I think jeans had just taken off in New Zealand, so <laughs> no girls were wearing. There was no only jeans. It was only yeah, jeans. Yeah. It was double denim. It was triple denim. So dresses were actually hard to find. I yeah, guess. and there was, dresses, it was like yeah. a denim dress. There was no ah, yeah, dresses yeah. around. Double denim. And so I didn't really know what I was going to do there. I thought God was going to have to do a miracle, or I was going to have to marry a nice meat-eating girl from Gloryvale. Oh, which that could be exciting. was fine. That could be exciting. Um, but anyway, one day I was driving down the road on a Wednesday to my friend Roger's house, yeah. and I felt like I felt like God said, not out audibly. Hmm. But I felt like this strong, 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 bizarre urge to pull the car over and go. I'd just driven past an old church. I used to be a youth leader. Hmm. And I felt the strong urge like God wanted me to pull over and go back to being, to doing youth work. Uh-huh. And I wasn't keen. Uh, and I said, <laughs> God, I, I don't want to do that. And I tried to make it to my friend Roger's house. And I felt, again, God's like, no, turn around, go back and do youth work. Oh, wow. And I thought, God, I... I'm going to Roger's house. I thought you knew everything. Like, I'm going to Roger's house, yeah. and I don't want to go do youth work. And I, again, just felt strongly. So I went back, 
and I walked in and the first person I met was the youth leader, yeah. uh, a different youth leader than the one I had, and he, he said, Matt, have you come back to do youth work? Wow, we've lost you know three leaders this week and we can't do tonight. The kids are about to turn up. Um, oh, wow. And here you are, I've been praying, and here you no are. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, great. <laughs> here I am, Lord, send me. Yeah. And then he goes, and oh, and, and we're also praying, and, and this girl turned up, um, come and meet Belinda. And so no. here she was, long hair, long dress, and got chatting. And yeah. the first thing I actually uh, kind of main question I came out with other than what do you, you know, what's your name what do you do I said so tell me about yourself like what do you like to eat <laughs> and <laughs> honestly honestly Johnny she literally <laughs> goes no oh, I don't know I just really like meat no way that's what she said verbatim that's actually pretty cool and so on this is like <laughs> what the heck alarm bells ringing in my head you know yeah. you have a winner yeah. and so yeah that was 24 years ago we got married very quickly we went from meeting to marriage <laughs> Because um, oh, you were 13, 14 at this age, is that, is that correct? No, no, that's oh, when okay. I was praying for oh, yes, okay, yes, order yes. Yep. for a wife. The, the, the fish and chips. And you might be interested, or not interested at all, that there's t- <laughs> two ways to understand that story theologically. Yeah. One is that God wanted me to marry Belinda, so he made me like girls who fit her description. Ooh. So I would recognize her when she came along. Yeah. Well, the other way to understand it is if you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you the desires of your heart and that actually God was okay with me putting it in order yeah. and answering prayer. So, so which one do you think it was? Well, what do you think? You do the math. Man, I'm good at calculus, not math. <laughs> right. Okay. You do the physics. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, That's so cool. Totally, though. That's utterly, like, how does that... I utterly believe God that's knows so, how to get gift, yeah. good get gifts to his kids. That's so. powerful. And you remember that, you know, that moment where you put that order in I guess yeah, that's yeah. Sorry, that's yeah I prayed that prayer many times like, this is what I'm looking for <laughs> many it's times so not just, not just a one yeah. a one off um, I got a really cool question for okay, okay let's so you got a soul tour I would yeah. love to talk about how did it even soul tour how did it happen where did it, where did it start yeah so not long after we got married uh, we did a big OE we went about 18 months overseas we went around 23 different countries and then we came back oh. to New Zealand and I got a job uh, working for Attitude, speaking in high yeah, schools. Of course. Yeah. Part of the parenting place. And after one year, they sent us on the Living Wisdom Dave Riddell's course. Yeah. And I didn't want to go. I didn't know what it, the course was. They were making us take two weeks of our annual leave off. And this is back in New Zealand when we only got three weeks annual leave. Oh, wow. And they were saying, yeah, it's unpaid and you have to go to this thing. I'm like, I don't even think that's legal. But... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, it wasn't legal, by the way. No, no. Um, so, and they've changed their policies. But I, so I turn up, and I was miserable. I was in the front seat, yeah. uh, but miserable. And by lunchtime of the first day, I was like, not miserable. I was going, Whoa. this is the greatest thing I've ever done. This is life changing, L- literally life changing. Yeah. And so, yeah, already by the end of the first day, I decided to come back and do that two week school again. When no I finished way. that first time, because why do you feel like yeah? Why do you feel like you had to do a second time? Because I've heard that a few yeah. times now. Well, the main thing was I could already tell that the first time was going to be for me, yeah, and and debriefing my upbringing and faith stuff and questions hmm. and mental health, and then I thought, but if I'm listening for me, hmm. I'm not listening for others. I need to oh, cool. probably yeah, come yeah. back yeah. and instead of dealing with me I need to come back in a year work on me for a year yeah. come back and then soak it all up yeah. listen to the topics that aren't, don't even 
apply to me, but yeah. will apply to people I meet in my future or in my That's present good. that I can help. Yeah. So I ended up doing that two-week school many, many, many times, and uh, it is thoroughly life-changing. But at oh. one point, mate, we, we said to Dave and Rosemary Riddell, we said, this course is life-changing, but we want to, can we would, we, would you let us tweak the, not the content, but the format hmm. and make it more fun for young adults yep. and more interactive yeah, yeah. And have a bit more debate and a bit more kind of, I don't just fun during the week, yeah, yeah. outings and more madness. And so he was up for that, and so we started Soul Tour. Cool. So we've done about 140 of them now, all over New Zealand, Australia, England, yeah. uh, Thailand. We've, we've got invites Whoa. to do them in the That's cool. Fiji and you know uh, Zambia, and we'll probably get around oh, to that next year. Man, that's huge. So yeah, because cool. you, you normally like book out quite quite early like yeah we I remember there was there, like there was one time I could actually go and it was booked out I was like yeah dang that sucks yeah. and it was like I think it was potentially weeks and weeks out from it yeah and yeah. it was just like yeah. whoa this is, this is crazy mud but again like everyone that I know that's done it they've come back just life changed they yeah. really have and they're, yeah. they're like just the way they they approach things is just as, as through a filter of like good I guess health mental health mm. instead of like just kind of like my upbringing defined you know how I process things and how I react, and it was just like this new—I don't know—almost glasses they they came they came back with. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh wow, like you, okay, yeah, that's good, that's cool. It's like it's like being given, you know, when you grow up and you've just been given a hammer to deal with every problem, and <laughs> well, awesome. at least you've got a hammer, yeah, it's yeah. better than nothing. Yeah, for but sure. Coming doing living wisdom or soul tour, which living is based on living wisdom yeah. for young adults, it's like you've been given a whole tool kit. Yeah. And so you go, oh, I don't have to whack that thing. It probably would be better with a screwdriver or yeah. an Allen key or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's, and I'm, I guess that's, that's something that's um, what evolved into soul, soul talk because I guess what I've noticed is it's, it's, a, it's a lot more, it's not as intense as in we can, it is intense when you're in it kind of, but it's, it's very. It's your small group is. Yeah, that's like, it. Well, they, yeah, for sure. If they want to go deep, it can go as deep as you want. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember when we've um we've part of my life group in here. We when we did it was uh it was always always tears. It was always tears of just like you just bring up stuff that you didn't really th- I don't know you didn't really mm. think about, but they left like with like a weight lifted off because they're like oh wow like I didn't really think of that or like process or see it in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a, as a weight instead of yeah. I you know my. Uh yeah, one of the, one of the things I hate in life is missed opportunities, and I I feel like in many for many life groups, small groups, home mm. groups, they are missed opportunities because yeah. in theory, it's people trying to do faith together, life yeah. together, yeah. but usually you just argue a theological point yeah. and eat chocolate biscuits, and that's that's it. Yeah, yeah, and for there's sure. no doing life together. There's just arguing at a really heady level. Yeah. So I just thought, nah, man, we've got some really great content here to help people go deep together. And actually, yeah. you know, the Bible says you're supposed to bear each other's burdens. Mm. And so we're supposed to grieve with those who are grieving. And not just that, but actually celebrate with those who are celebrating. Mm. And so I remember the first life group I did soul talk with. Yeah. You know, I was just cool. like, turn up. Yeah. And of cool. course, it's my wife, Belinda, doing all the speaking. So I didn't <laughs> even know I was in the in the resource or had created the resource yeah but when I got there we went around and said oh hey how you going oh good good how are you good good yeah and that was just the level that typically we talk about yeah but as soon as we'd done those cards remember the yeah, yeah, the of cards course. at the start yeah, sure. 
someone revealed that they were really, really stressed and anxious about losing their baby. Someone else said that they wow. were, had this massive celebration. Yeah. It was a really big deal, but they weren't going to share it with anyone. Wow. So it just creates those spaces to celebrate and to... Just yeah, because it's both sides. Yeah, those yeah. those cards and the, the cards we're talking about. There's um, feelings and needs. So if you feel, um, I guess you can describe it. You, you made yeah, them. yeah, feelings <laughs> and needs cards. So yeah, what's funny, particularly for guys, is that they don't usually always know how they're feeling. Hmm. But then when they see it, you know, there's 52 needs cards or whatever. They they see it. And they yeah. Go, oh, oh, yeah. That's yeah, how I'm yeah. feeling. I'm feeling no just whatever conflicted or something like that. Hmm. And it, didn't, it wasn't until they saw it that they could name that. And that was that's it. That's it. I love that because I think, yeah, we heard that. Um, like a lot of the feedback we got um, was that, yeah, like that was almost one of the highlights for a lot of a lot of, especially the the um, the, the families and the the older the older gen. They really they were like, man, we just haven't really done this before. Like right. you know, that's the start of. Um, it's funny because we we kind of already already did it as a life group. It was it was really interesting. We, we went because before the the the. Um, the cards we went around the room were like what's going on what's actually going what's on actually going what's on? actually going on yeah, you know it was it was yeah, highs and lows um but it was yeah, the whole whole needs thing was like a whole whole level level up because it's a feeling of hey i'm feeling this but then yeah. there's like a need what what can what can i bring to the table is like being in a community yeah you great, know great great and it was real cool because it's kind of like that step up of like instead of just you know sharing the burden and like doing the doing the burden together yeah um it was like a oh but actually what I can identify that I need because I know myself the best yeah. is this and it's, know, a hell, it's, it's so it's cool it's really really profound really profound to me that in the Garden of Gethsemane um, Jesus says what he needs to his disciples he goes yeah, can't you guys just stay awake with me while my heart is overwhelmed you know, mm. overwhelmed with anxiety and, and, and we know from the story no one actually helps them with that need everyone goes back to sleep yep. but I think there's something really special I'd, I'd almost use the word sacred about naming what you do need whether it's meat or mm. not it's a different thing but it's yeah. just really I don't know what it is maybe it's just therapeutic and not sacred but it's really special to say this is a need I have mm. whether you meet it or not yeah it's just being vulnerable yeah it gives people a chance, whether they take it For or not, sure. to to be part of my health and my support. Yeah, because in a way, though, there's there's two things for me. Is that there's the there's the putting the heart on the shoulder and being like, hey, I'm giving you a chance to connect, you know, connect with me. Yeah. Like I'm I'm trusting you by putting that right there. Ah. But there's also like the other level of yeah, the the needs almost uh, biblically, you know, speaking out, you know, speaking out this this life almost, mm. and you know, what do I need in this moment? I'm gonna speak it out into existence you know there's like that speaking life you know we have the authority so it's almost like a even if yeah even if the room is just like yeah cool but there's still that I don't know even agreement even if the room agrees you know in their head yeah exactly because maybe they can't meet the need Mm. but at least you know the Bible says you you do not have because you do not ask right yeah yeah so you've got no chance of getting that met unless you're speaking it out yeah that's so interesting. We're talking. We actually, I had that story just before because we had our kids' church pastor. Um, she was just with a small story of that. We had this morning all the technology. So it's a Sunday, by the way, when we're recording this. Um, all the technology just stopped working. Everything was like, we had, yeah, we had so many issues oh. with everything. Mm. And like, and and I was just, I walked out of the car park and she was arriving. She was like, "Hey, you doing?" I'm like, oh, "Everything's just kind of not working." She's like, "Have you prayed about it?" I'm like, mm. 
true. <laughs> so I just didn't think about it. I was like, God, like, can you just, you know, give me, give me what I need in, in this moment? Like, yeah. I'm just surrendering it to you and let's, can you please just, you know? Yeah. And then everything just clicked in. Everyone showed up. Right. It just all worked. I was just like, oh, it's so small though. But like, you know, even just that initial yeah. saying, speaking it out, it's just like, it kind of, it can happen. But you don't think about it as well. Like, it's almost a learn, you almost have to learn that routine of, you know, saying that need that, yeah. that, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's so true. It's, it's underrated. Um, you just checking your texts? Yeah, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was texting my mum. <laughs> She's wondering how you're doing. I'm going well, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, what, what do you, what's your biggest passion? Like, what do you think, um, and what you carry, and you, I think you're I feel like you're an aware enough person to know what you carry as in like specifically like I know like for me I'm just like I, I carry an authority I'm happy to like lead and like always I've got some sort of authoritative thing over my life yeah but what do you feel like your one is you're like yeah it can be two things three things but yeah 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 my my thing I, I got to speak last week I got asked to speak at this international conference right cool. I'm like oh Okay, so I turn up to this little church hall in Papua Nui. Cool. And there's like eight people there for yeah. this international conference. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, that's fine. So anyway, so I was all dressed up, you know, and then they, there's eight people. And then they got the band up before me, which was all eight people. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone there. Everyone there was yeah, in the band. That was me. So that was cool. So they had So it was just the band yeah, to so you. And then you were the only person... <laughs> Sitting in the audience. Yeah. So then I got up and I had to do. It was, it was uh, three fifty-minute talks. Well, I had to do. It's quite intense. And by the end of them, uh, there was more than eight people. There was about nearly twenty people. Yeah. And so they enjoyed it. They got heaps out of it. In fact, they said we've never heard anything like this. And most oh. of the people there, in fact, I think all of them were from the Pacific Islands. Yeah. And. I was talking about life skills, relationship skills, and, and I was talking about mental health. And the thing yeah. that the, I think every single person said at the end was, we didn't know it was okay to grieve. We mm. didn't know it was a Christian thing to be able to cry. We thought you always had to put on a happy face. Mm. And I got to share with them that theologically oh. and from the Psalms and from Jesus and others, that biblically, it's, it's okay, it's good to cry. You know, mm. Jesus was the man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And they thought that was oh. profound. Now, what I didn't know, I didn't realize this till later, is that thousands of people had been watching this international conference no online. No way. So that's the, what the? magic Whoa. of the internet, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. People in Russia, people in South America, people all through the islands, people in wow. Africa are watching this thing. And same thing, the comments, and there were hundreds of comments and all the rest of it, uh, shares and stuff. They were just saying, I'd never heard anything like this. Wow. When I did that Living Wisdom School with Dave Riddell, I just... My eyes just got open to so much profoundly life-giving stuff that helps yeah. people live abundant lives. Practical yeah. stuff, not just airy fairy theories. Yeah, yeah. And that's my passion. It's to pass that stuff on. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And lately I've been thinking, you know what? There is a lot of brands of this kind of teaching in the West, but there is yep. nothing in the developing world. There's nothing like wow. it. Wow. 
I you know how you that. know I get up in front of a church and I said, Who, "Who's heard of the boundaries theories?" Every single hand goes up. Yeah. You ask the same, and I have done. Ask the same question in Fiji or in Africa, and they haven't even heard the concept. You teach one basic life skills concept, they ha- they haven't heard of it. Wow. And so their marriages are struggling, their parenting yeah. struggling, uh, their relationships at work are struggling. Life's harder without that stuff. Mm. Eh? Wow. That's my Love. passion. Yeah. Yeah, man, this grieving thing—it's—it's it's important. And oh. like, can we can we go into that? Because sure. I've been—it's been something that I've kind of—I've had to do, and it's been part of my my breakthrough of where I've been this year with all my injuries and stuff. I've had to, for me, like my story was that I had to grieve the fact that the last year has not been anywhere close. Obviously, people have had that for COVID anyway, mm. but for me, I'm like, I was in so much—I was in so much pain, and I was always, you know, frustrated, and angry. I'm like, I had to grieve yeah. that whole year of not being able to be that be, be what I wanted to be and what I, the expectations I put on myself yeah and like it it changed like I had to it was it was messy it yeah. was very it's messy a messy it was thing very messy yeah. it was it was crazy um, and I was doing it with, um, through through my counsellor and it was just it was really like when I was in it for it was probably like maybe like three weeks where I was kind of just really processing grief it was really grieving it really was yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like actually being upset like but letting myself you yeah. know get, go there but then yeah I guess three weeks later I'm like the, almost the burden's gone because I've been able to actually like process right. it yeah cool, you cool, know? cool. great great it's, great. A, it's a crazy concept I guess but can you go into it more don't, don't, before I do don't be surprised if a different aspect of that grief arises somewhere like there might okay. be another question that comes up for you or another emotion you haven't another aspect of what's happened that you haven't grieved and mm. it'll dawn on you oh. don't feel silly about going back to it to grieve again yeah yeah because grief can be um, if a, re- a really really big grief can be an, a, like almost a lifelong thing like oh. not being able to have kids for example yeah yeah and yeah. you just have to keep grieving but it's how our brain heals yeah it, it's God's it's, it's a God given gift it's how our emotions heal. It's how our brain heals. Is wow. great. Yeah. yeah. It's the process of accepting what is rather than what we wish was. Mm. We taught this at, it's a big topic at Soul Tour, and we had a girl who came along and she'd spent her life with a really debilitating uh, disease where she couldn't clothe herself she couldn't shower herself um, her parents had to do that for her she'd never be able to have a relationship a boyfriend or anything right. everything was hard life was really hard and here she mm. was in her early 20s coming along to Soul Tour and she sat through the grief session and she thought man if I started to grieve I'd have, there would be so much to grieve mm. and we said yeah there probably would be but you'd feel really good at the end yeah. of it yeah, it sounds yeah. like you've got a lot of stored up pain you need mm. to get it out yeah and she's like yeah but wouldn't wouldn't it be new pain because I'd be I'm like we're no, no 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 it wouldn't be new pain it'd be this pain yeah. that's already there and you'd be lancing that boil you're getting it out yeah she went, <laughs> lancing oh, that boil <laughs> right yeah anyway she goes back to her church uh, in Aussie and it was one of these high, high triumphalist churches that never talk about sadness or yeah. grief or despair or anything bad happening they're always just taking the positive spin on everything yep. and she told her pastors what she was going to do she was going to uh, take a year to grief and they well, just said don't do that you shouldn't be really that. God doesn't want that and she thought about that and <laughs> yeah, she thought that's, that's outrageous what do I do and she went well I've already tried to do things for years the way they've said and it hasn't worked yeah. I'm just getting 
hurt better. Mm. And so she said, I'm going to, I'm going to grieve. Her pastors didn't approve, but she started to grieve and it got messy. Yeah. And she had so many different things to grieve. Like, yeah. Oh, just not being able to have a partner and not being able to go to different things and, and so many pains and, the, the vulnerability that she had to show and all the rest of it, no privacy and all this stuff. Hmm. Anyway, she got to the end of the year and she woke up one Sunday morning and she felt so good. She went, I think I've run out of things to, oh. to grieve. <laughs> yeah. And she went to church and there was a visiting speaker hmm. who prayed for her physical body and she was miraculously healed. Like a, it was completely. And moment, so yeah, coming back yeah, to church yeah. and then. Yeah, she comes back to church. She's going to church every week. Far right? out, yeah. And yeah. she gets physically, like miraculously healed of her wow. condition. And she doesn't have it anymore. She's completely healed, right? And she My said goodness. to us, I'm so glad I didn't get healed, healed a year ago because yeah. I'd be physically better, but I'd still have all of that grief in me from yeah. all the a, a life of things that have been disappointments. Hmm. Yeah. People think that the only thing you're supposed to grieve is death. Yeah. Or hey, that's what you get taught, like growing up. Yeah, you kind of yeah. pick up on that. Yeah. Or maybe the end of a relationship, but people don't think of any disappointment at all. Hmm. Any disappointment, you need to grieve. So you yeah. need to let some emotion out, and that doesn't have to be tears. It can be anger and frustration and rage and all sorts of stuff you obviously want to contained do rage so, yeah that's Probably it not, safely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but you look at the psalms like some yeah, of the psalms true. get pretty funky yeah yeah that's <laughs> yeah and so there's that but then also the questions that come along and I wonder if you've processed that or you know people like yeah. something's happened and they've they've maybe let some emotion out which is great yep but you can get stuck in grief for the rest of your life if all you're doing is letting emotions out yeah that is what I was going to follow up with was when is because I brought it up with um, David Riddell um, was where does it stop where does it well not where does it stop but where what's where's the line of victimhood of being the victim the whole time and being like I'm I'm always going to grieve and I'm always like I need to grieve because otherwise I'm never going to be good you know where's the have you got like a, a almost like a how to figure out what, where the black and white is and the grey. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's practically, it's quite yeah. good to find someone who's been through something horrendous, like way worse than your situation. Mm. And it doesn't matter what you've been through. There's always going to be someone who's been through something way yeah. worse yeah, yeah. and has journeyed through grief and come out the other side. And their story, yeah. whether you meet them or whether you see the video or read their book or whatever, their testimony can give you a lot of hope that you can do the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. And so you've got to process the emotions, but you've also got to process the questions that come up. Like, where cool, were yeah, you God? That. Or does this mean I can't be happily married now because of what happened in my family? Or hmm. what does this mean for my view of men or women or leaders or, you know, my worth? Where does it come from? My safety? Where does it come from? My innocence? Hmm. Where does it come from? These big questions. Wow. Who are my real friends? These yeah. are questions that come up from grief. Will this happen again? Yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing. Hey? I think that's that yeah. was that was one one thing I got stuck on. But when I did grieve, that question faded Good. as well. Like, okay. Good. And they're like from from you know will this end? It went it went from that to processing because I guess because it's, you're holding on to it so much somewhere. For me, it felt like I was holding on to it somewhere. So it was my new 
future as well, almost. Like I was holding it as like it's a it's a future thing because I'm not processing it. Right. And that's the only thing that's gonna I don't know, it was a weird like yeah. that, that whole that whole question just slowly disappeared for me when I was good. when I started grieving. Great, great, great. That's good. Yeah, but for okay, a lot of people good. it won't. And for some yeah. people they think they've done the grief and they there are questions they haven't asked. That yeah. they've got, yeah, yeah. but they don't know they've got. And this is why things like Sozo Prayer is so good because yeah, that's incredible stuff you don't even see, you don't even know about. Yeah. By the way, we have Sozo here at Harmony. Uh, we have internet. The link is below. No, we don't have that capability, but I'll probably do. But Sozo, sign up. There is online. Please, it's, it's awesome. I mean, again, it brings up stuff that that the Holy Spirit wants to bring up, and it's you know that's it's not. There's a whole thing of you know God wants to well, God wants to bring up stuff that you can handle as well yeah. as he wants to bring up stuff though and that's that's the thing don't be scared of because I feel like God's always he's only going to give you what you can handle like he's only going to reveal the things that you can actually handle in the moment yeah. and that's I think people are sometimes scared because of you know it's like oh I'm going to it's going to go down there and I'm not going to be able to handle it and I'm going to do something stupid yeah. but really like mm. you know trust God mm. for Sozo but even with this you know like like the the grieving thing like God's going to you know you know, he could, the Holy Spirit can, I, f- I feel like, I don't know if this is true. Yeah. But like, you know, um, not suppress, but reveal things slowly that you can, so you can actually go on yeah. the journey instead yeah. of it all yeah. being so overwhelming. You're like, nah, I can't do it. Definitely. I mean, I don't know about your experience of Christianity, but my experience of faith is like, gee, God, Jesus, you know, knocking on the door of my life. Hmm. And then I'm, I've opened the door to Jesus, opened the, the door to God and I've yep. become a Christian, prayed my prayer. And then, you know, probably maybe six months later, you realise God's still in the foyer. Yeah. He's kicking it. <laughs> and he's trying to get That's into awesome. other rooms. He's like, mm. But he's a gentleman. He's not going to barge into the bedroom or the or the mm. cupboard or the kitchen. He's just going to wait to be invited. And so yeah. my experience of faith is like every year or two, God's saying, so Matt, how about that yeah, other yeah, room yeah, you're yeah. pretending isn't there? Or yeah. the garden shed down the back of the property that you won't <laughs> let anyone near. How about that? We could... We could have a look at that now. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that's so good, but it's it's true, and I think, yeah, I think this is is underrated, I guess, because you you expect it to be too overwhelming, but there is a yeah, God, I think you know renewing of your mind. Yeah. Well, the whole the whole name of this is Bubble Dutch, based off Double Dutch, because the whole um, uh, something that we carried as a church early days was um, the spirit is clean pure of God in you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but your brain's catching up good. you know and there's like that double dutch that goes on in your head of like no but I'm this right spiritually but then my head it's still stuck on right. certain things you know and that those things slowly you know kind of catch up yeah. or like you grow into them nice um, that's yeah that's literally why it's called that oh, cool um, so yeah it's literally that I but was not aware of that yes but it is bubble dutch though there was a little word change there which <laughs> that yeah. probably threw you off yeah um <laughs> I love it. Um, what is your favorite topic to speak on? Oh, at the moment, I quite like helping people with discerning God's will for their life. Ooh, That's a really wow, big topic. That is really yeah. life-giving. Uh, I think a lot of people seem to have the wrong end of the stick, and so mm-hmm. it's not usually something that's been taught from the front at churches no most people haven't read a book on it most people just kind of pick up what to do through hearing other people's testimonies or Mm. they just muddle along yeah and there's this pretty massive question which is like to what degree is God going to run my life for me should I 
expect God to make all my decisions for me versus to what degree does God expect me to take stewardship of my life and make decisions and I'm held accountable for that and there are consequences for those decisions this is such a big topic can we go there Oh, if you want to, yeah. I'm keen because I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think there's where's the again, I don't know even what you call it the the yeah, where, the, thang. the thang, the <laughs> thang, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, where, where is the, the the stewardship of your own life versus oh no, God's got it, like that's I guess kind of what we're talking about, right? Mm. The, the, so, what like, let's go into it, okay. let's see what, yeah, well. Uh, good theology <laughs> good uh, it kind of takes into account what Christians Christians believe right yes. so they say what does the church believe the God's yeah, church yeah. what do they believe yep. and it ta- and it kind of hears everyone out hmm. to see why they believe it and how that's working for them and hmm. so for example if you're a very strict very uh, conservative evangelical, like an old school kind of evangelical, if you know what yeah. I'm talking about, yep. then they would say the Holy Spirit's job is to reveal scripture to you only, really. Hmm. So all of your all of your information you're required to have is in the Bible. Hmm. And so you don't you don't need God interrupting your day and giving you suggestions. You, you've got scripture to hmm. to help you make moral decisions. Yeah. From, once you've read scripture and know scripture and keep studying scripture, you'll be able to work out you know a good moral decision. Hmm. So that, that'd say there's no right or wrong job or person to marry or anything like that. You just need to make sure that morally you're you're making ethical decisions, yeah. wise decisions. But there's no. There's no God's will, dot. There's no person to marry. No. There's no job to have. There's no church yeah. to go to. They'd say that? Yeah, yeah. My problem with that, and we should be guided by Scripture, yeah, but my sure. problem with it is that Scripture itself is full of stories of God interrupting people's day yeah. and saying, hey, 100%. could you do this for me? Or why don't you do yeah. that? Or marry yeah yeah do a thing do <laughs> yeah, a thing do a you thing know? back at it yeah. and so scripture itself isn't like just to read scripture and make it up yourself hmm. um, and so I think Pentecostals have got a really good take on that like hmm. the Holy Spirit's job isn't only to reveal scripture to us yeah. the Holy Spirit also interrupts our days just yeah, like he yeah. did to Paul and and all these prophets and all yeah. these disciples. And, and when Jesus says, go into all the world and make disciples and heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons and do, do all this cool stuff, hmm. that actually the Holy Spirit empowers you to, to do that, but, it, but also interrupts our days. Hmm. It says, would you read this book? I've got a book you need to read. Could, could, you, um, could you go and talk to that person? Or hmm. um, what, have you considered volunteering for youth work or hmm. going to YWAM or... Hey. Yeah, yeah. Those, is that yeah. your experience? hundred percent. I've had that. Yeah. yeah, I've totally had that. Sure. And like that's that's how I became a Christian. Was that taunt of like, it was like I, for me, I went to a I went to a conference and then straight away I had this Holy Spirit because I was in church but I wasn't Christian. I had never made decisions myself. Yeah. But it was like I got as soon as I walked in the door, they were talking about conference and my brain was like conference, conference, conference. Don't know what happened. There was music. There was worship. Everything was awesome. But like I didn't actually don't. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. But my like the whole thing was conference, conference. I'm like. Fine, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> fine, yeah. I'll listen to that that voice. That's I know it's not me because I don't want to go. Yeah, to this. I, I'm. It's probably know. not the devil too. Cause no, I want you to go to a Christian conference, yeah. right? 
There's one option That's left. true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it must be good. Yeah. And then, yeah, I went to the conference and gave my life and filled with Holy Spirit and all these things that, like, got me here. Yeah. Happened because of those moments that's where I was right. like, I'm, I had a, you know, nice week planned. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's conference that yeah, week, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem where old school Pentecostals went wrong hmm. is they kind of decided that if God wasn't telling them what to do, that they'd pull over on the highway of life and just sit there until he did tell them what to do. So what you yeah. got was a lot of old school Pentecostals oh. pulled over doing nothing hmm. and not being a good steward. Hmm. And you, you look at this parable where of the uh, talents, where yeah. you know the master's given out talents, and and one goes and makes a profit, another makes goes and makes a profit, and he's like, great, yeah, invested it. Hmm. And the other guy goes, I didn't. It's really interesting what the text says. It says, I didn't want to do the wrong thing, so I did nothing, oh, expecting yeah. the master to be happy. Master was not happy. He was really, really angry, hmm. right? In the same way as a lot of people saying. I don't know what the right thing to do is, so I'm going to just do nothing and wait. Yeah. I don't know who to marry, yeah, yeah. so I'll just, I don't know who God's got for me, so I'll do nothing about it. Mm. And that's a problem too. You just end up with a lot yeah. of people thinking, just being patient for another five years. You know? Yeah. And the content, because it's more like yeah. seeing, trying to do something without that, you're kind of like, oh no, it's too overwhelming, or like there's a, it's, it's scary. It is scary because what you're doing is taking stewardship of your life seriously, knowing <laughs> yeah, that my decisions good. are important yeah. no, 100%. and that I'll be held accountable for these. Mm. I have to live with the person I choose to marry or yeah. the job, I should, career I, had, I need to go into. Yeah. So what does that look like in, in um, we'll use a job, a job context. Yeah. I know a lot of people, sure. the job's crazy at the moment. Yeah. What, is, what, where does it look, what does it look like for you? For me, that, it's that. like... Is God. God telling me to do a thing, right? Mm. So that's a question. Yep. Is God, are, are my pastors or pe- prophetic people or friends, are they, are they hearing God for me? Is God mm. saying the same thing over and over? Is God screaming at me to go and do a thing, right? Mm. If so, do that. <laughs> yeah, crazy? yeah, like, of course. Do the thing, yeah. of course. But if that's not But that doesn't happen. That's a very rare almost. It's the almost. exception to the rule, right? Yeah. It's a glorious exception, yeah. but it is the exception. So when that's not happening, then it's therefore up to me to to just do the thing. Yeah. To just make good in the world, bring heaven to earth through that's it. truck driving or through pastoring or through, I don't know, being a <laughs> diesel mechanic. Just yeah, yeah. Wherever you are, be the salt and the light, right? Mm, yep. Look busy, make disciples, heal the sick, do that stuff. Mm. Uh, and so you preach the word in season, out, out of season, you just get busy but if God interrupts your day and you're always open to that, you're mm. always asking for that, you're always yeah. hoping for that, uh, then you go with. So there's a middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Because we talked about that uh, last week or the week before. It was last week. Um, oh, no, it wasn't. But like lining with, um, you know, what God's doing, like, isn't like, you know, hard worship, prayer, Bible, mm. you know, like mm. aligning with God, like even like stewardship, you know, like Great. just putting your hands and feet on the ground at least and, and still doing that, like, aligns you with God's you know what God's saying it kind of like brings out the almost like lights of like an extra fire in the whole, your Holy Spirit of yep. like and then you hear th- more you hear God talk more when you're kind of you know lining up with what God's called you to do yeah great. even if it's like not the exact thing in the exact moment that you're wanting to do yep. but as long as you're and you know lining up with what God's wanting to do yep. it just those you know God talks to you almost more because you're like in that lane and God's like mm. oh sweet you want to be a part of this you're intentionally going after Great. what I want. You're partnering with me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Great. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like you, you hear that more um, from, a, I guess, a, sp- a spiritual sense. You, you, you can hear that more. You can hear the Holy Spirit more when you are in that kind of, yeah. I guess, stewardship zone. That's it. When you understand <laughs> this is my life, I've been given it. I'm expected yeah. to make good decisions. Do you know the, the, the final part of this that I haven't touched on? Hmm. Uh, I've talked about extreme evangelicals and extreme Pentecostals, but yep. there's this other whole tradition in, within Christianity uh, which is like the old school monks and the nuns mm. and the monastics. And we live the, across from a monastery. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so for, cool. It, so St. Ignatius had yeah. this really cool model that involved other people in the discernment process. Uh, okay, and I, yeah. I think we probably don't do that seriously in most modern churches. We no. think, oh, me working out what I'm supposed to do is a me thing. This mm. is my responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I need to do it. And I'm responsible. But actually coming back to before like life groups and stuff like Hmm. we're supposed to do life together for sure yeah and so God's been speaking usually I live very much of well God's not telling me what to do I'll just make some great decisions and help some people out Hmm. and make some resources that might help some people Hmm. but lately in fact um, just in the last couple months I felt really strongly like God's calling me to something specific that I don't really have a massive interest in but God's really interested in And so I, I've started talking to my pastor. I had a yep. coffee last week and cool. I said, this is what I feel God's saying to me. Can you pray yeah. about this? And have you heard anything from God about this? And yeah, yeah. We had an amazing chat, but to involve other wise people in that process. That's the thing. I think maybe it's that's so a part we're missing. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. as like highlighted. Like I think it's still, it definitely still happens, but it's, but it, the people that have learned to know it, but then it's not. Culture almost, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah most churches don't have this as culture, yeah. Because I've definitely had like when um, pastoral, uh, I've been involved with um, overseeing worship team, and like the amount of things that they were like, oh, like hey, like God's speaking to me about this, and your Holy Spirit moment, you kind of like, well, God's on that, you, know, you can feel it, yeah. And then it's just like, and in those moments, I feel like that's kind of what you're talking about, those moments of like, oh, I feel God on that, but then you can, sometimes there's also moments straight away where I'm like, oh, like. It just like doesn't sit right, and I don't know why. I'm gonna go pray about this, yeah. you know. Like, Great. but that's the thing of like doing life together because those, you know, the, who know that double dutch, you know, is it spirit? Is it mm-hmm. just I really, really, you know, want to do this because I've got something, some unmet need. So seek the wisdom of counsel. The yeah. Bible goes on and it's on about massive. it. Why aren't we doing this? That's so good. Mm. It's underrated, and it's life group because it doesn't have to be, you know, like I th- pass is important. Yeah, it's, but then like. You know, at least as long as you're doing it with people, that's like the number one. You know, like God yeah. put other people on earth with us. Yeah, right. <laughs> Provided they're not just people who want to give advice, yeah, but also point, to, to hear from God. Mm. Yeah, for you. Well, they th- yeah you. think versus let's actually listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's cool. What else you got? Is that us? Nah, <laughs> come Surely on. Not. Oh, I mean, we're going we're going into time, but no, this is fun. This is fun. Um, so we've gone to forgiveness. This uh, we've just. Did we do forgiveness? We haven't done yeah, last week. Forgiveness. Yeah, we assertiveness. Yeah, so we don't with staff, um, and we did forgiveness, and it was crazy powerful. So the whole thing of forgiveness, because we talked about it, and I, you brought it up with, because um, we we're talking about grief, the whole thing of that person that got healed. Yeah. So my my brain went sh- like when you're talking about that, to because um, we 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 talked about it last week with Dad, um, the forgiveness and the bitterness that almost can cause sickness you know oh, or like yeah. hold sickness sure. in you mm. and it's interesting that like, the grieving do you think do you think the grieving kind of sits in the same place of like i'm i'm not processing this 
therefore it's a toxic thing within me. Like, do you it's, think it's, it's got? Okay. It's got to come out somewhere, right? Yeah, it's good. So yeah, when of course. You, when you're like repressing grief, when you've got mm. unresolved grief, yeah, it's gonna come out. Like, if you know people yeah. with unresolved forgiveness or unresolved grief, yeah, it's like they've painted over rust. Yeah, and it hasn't gone anywhere. You can people can see it bubbling <laughs> away, and it's coming back with a vengeance. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, does it come out in your body? Not every time. Hmm. It might come out in emotions. It might come ruin relationships. It might be eating away at aspects of your faith. It might be creating a secret addiction. Hmm. It might mean that you're just sleepless. You you know, struggling with anxiety. Just it could be anything. Because we're we're you know, Hawaii think Hawaii. We're we're interconnected beings. Yeah. So it's going to affect you somewhere. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's always going to ha- always affect you physically. No. Yeah. No. I totally can. agree with it. Yeah. No. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I was yeah. asking if it could. Um, so there's. So I guess we'll we'll go into a little bit of a, uh, mental health stuff. So we already are. But um, I asked this question to Dave, and I, I was wondering if I could get a, a your take on it essentially. Okay. Um, and. So what we're talking about a little bit was the the difference between um, um, we talked about a little bit before the vulnerability versus staying a victim like or like oh, sorry oh, yeah. no but like vulnerability versus oversharing oh okay so kind of like where for you is a line of like you know if we're if, if we're close um, mm. you know like what what does it look like for to be a vulnerable person you know in, in your community yeah. versus just someone who just overshares and doesn't know where the like doesn't know where the line is um honestly hmm. I don't know hmm. I, I don't know how to answer that that's, that's above good. my pay grade what I, I the only it, thing yeah. I do know is that we are way too far in the other direction to worry about that yeah we're so shut yeah. down and so repressed and so unvulnerable that hmm. it's making us hurt so bad hmm. that uh do we have to worry about pendulums pendulum swinging yeah. too far that always happens that happens Maybe, anyway sometimes but I, yeah. I, I think we need to be more scared of where that's we are that's a good are. point that's really good yeah yeah because that actually comes onto another topic that we, we that are, well, I've, I've kind of been sitting on it quite a lot is the um, the whole area of so the new I guess the new uh, marketing around mental health in, in New Zealand is like are you okay mm. you know you can speak to someone yeah but it's interesting because I, I gave this analogy last time was that um, you speak to someone majority of the time our culture does not allow it to land somewhere and it's just like you've, we've set up the expectation through you know mob, uh I think it's government marketing that says, yeah. "Hey, you can talk to people." Yeah. But then you talk to someone and they have no idea what to do, and yeah. then you, they've, they've set up the expectation that, "Hey, you're going to help me. You're going to at least journey this with me." But most of the time, the, the, there's a wall, and it's just like, "Oh, okay. Well, I picked up the the courage because the sign said to yeah. talk about yeah, it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, our culture doesn't let it land. I couldn't agree more. It's crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. And so there's this idea that a problem shared is a problem halved. Hmm. But actually, a problem shared could just be a problem two people now have. <laughs> well, and yeah, yeah. If they don't have good. the goods to process and help and get somewhere, hmm. then you might just be spreading fire, right? Yeah. And I totally agree. I think it's one step in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, to, yeah. To Again, that's what we're talking about before, yeah. But if we're not also training people how to listen, how to refer, hmm. how to upskill and helping people, what are we doing, man? Yeah. Is, is it counterproductive? I don't know, probably not. Yeah. But it's certainly not 
giving people the breakthrough they're expecting. Well, that's it. I think hey. there, was a, there was an expectation set up that um, that it was going to be uh, it's going to be helpful at least, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. But like, and that's the thing we've um, we've been talking about because there's a, there's a, a mental health organisation starting up here within um, people in the church, and they were kind of talking about that because what does it look like to uh, help culture? Let it land, you know. Yeah. Because what's happening a lot. I mean, um, I know someone who had a, had a real close experience with this as well. Is that you know they finally had the courage to say something, and um, they pretty much they were like, "Oh, I don't know what to do. Sorry." Yeah. And like, you should probably just keep it to yourself because if you talk about it, and then that person tried to do you know tried to oh, end things. I hate because that. of that, and I it and it happens that. so often. Yeah. And like. What does it look like to? What does it? What could, What kind of things can we do that are tangibles that can? You know, what what kind of tools can we give well, in my these moments answer, for young adults? Is yeah. it, it gives so many skills. At, le- at the very least, the skill to go. I don't know. I'm not trying to help you, but I'm going to come with you, and yeah. we are going to knock on doors, and we're going to find someone who can help. That's good. And we're not. I'm not stopping till we find you some help. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the thing. Like, I think when I've been in that place, feeling understood is number one. Yeah. And like, Great. that's the thing that I, I think I've realized, I've come to realize is that as long as I'm understood, that's an, that's emergency care, Great. you know, of like, yeah. till I can get to a counselor. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's also the hard thing is counselors, most good counselors are booked up for weeks they and are. weeks that's and weeks. That's why they're booked up for weeks and exactly. weeks and weeks. Exactly. <laughs> but like, that's, that's a tough thing. So, and like we had, um, we had Richard Black do, um, Zoom in last year during lockdown, so we did like a mental health talk, and he said he was talking about oh like we need to enable us because we we want to work ourselves out of the job almost yeah and I was wondering what does that look like mm. you know what does it look like to uh, have enough tools but like if I wasn't gonna do soul soul tour yeah what, like. Where can I get them? What can I do? Like, oh, so it's I such mean, a it's a heavy thing. It's like a whole yeah. I mean, even even the living wisdom stuff. You've got living wisdom, which is for adults, you've, mm. which young people can do. But yeah. we've we've got living wisdom for young adults. You've got mm. um, my life rules, which is living wisdom for kids. You've got oh, resources. Wow. You've got That's down cool. like podcast downloads. You've yeah. got a two week school with living wisdom. You've yeah. got a six day one with our soul tour. You've got a weekend one with twelve topics that you can come and do. This, oh wow! You've got novels that Belinda writes with all these mental health concepts. Yeah. we're trying to make it as accessible as we possibly can. Yeah. So there's no excuses. Now you times that by the other providers out there and the other ministries out there that are doing a good job. Hmm. It's actually pretty accessible. Yeah, and hopefully becoming more accessible. Yeah, and and, and that life, you know, life group series Soul Talk is part of doing just that. Yeah. I think it's a safe place to grow in that area as well. Like I think, mm. I think a lot of us, especially in our life group, we we almost learned how to listen better. Right, that's you know, it. Through those things Come of like, a, you know, cause even watching other people how they react and how they could, you know, mm. it was it was not just uh, I think this is the right thing to do. It was kind of like watching. Oh, that works. Okay, yeah. like I can be that. I can do that. Yeah, you I know, can support. That's, yeah. Is it like life groups, man? It's underrated. Underrated. <laughs> totally. That's I totally it. agree. I love that. Um, but yeah, have you got any... What do you think... So, for example, I, I, I proposed this question as well, um, was in those moments where 
you know that person is saying I've got the I've got enough strength to talk about it yeah and you're the person receiving that what what are some core things that that person they might be a few I don't know obviously it's your it's literally days and weeks of content into sure. a few minutes yep. which is kind of unfair but what is that what can that person I guess be intentional about like is there a few things in that, in that moment where they're, they've got the that person being, yeah the one listening what, are they, what can they do to help facilitate well you just said before that the best thing is feeling understood or feeling listened to hmm. most people can't tell the difference between feeling listened to and feeling loved or you know so wow, you, that's a good point. you we all have a lot of upskilling to do in just listening now, when I got mm. married, Belinda, my wife, would come home with problems and I would just try and fix the problem. Mm. No one had trained me to listen and empathise and oh. sympathise and just go, you know, she'd tell me her boss had been an idiot at work and mm. said some nasty stuff. So straight away I'm coming out with suggestions. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, when you get back tomorrow, why don't you say this or do this? Or oh. Let's send an email to the to his boss. Yeah, or yeah. Let's go to the tribunal. <laughs> and I've got all these great ideas and yeah. wonder why she's inconsolably yeah. upset now. When I was just trying to help and I needed to learn to shut up mm. and stop giving suggestions and give her a massive hug and say, honey, I'm so sorry you've had a tough day. Mm. It sounds horrible. Yeah. And that's what she needed. Yeah. And then maybe repeat back some of the stuff she'd said. I think that's so the thing. Yeah, yeah. That I heard. The whole thing of like, we've we really, really pushed that with um, me and my dad's relationship, the listen to understand. Great. You know, he's a yeah. talker mm. and he'll respond. But I'm like, you know, listening to understand looks different. Yeah. You know, it looks like, okay, so you felt like this. What, like, what did, how did you get to that point? Yeah. Or like, is there, you know, is there anything I can do? Or like, not even that. It's almost, you, yeah, you're just hearing it back. Yeah. Like, oh, so you feel like this. That's like, oh, okay, they did listen. Because they've just, they've, they've just said what I've said. And it can even almost like help you process because you've heard it from someone else. You're like, oh, well, like, no, I do. You know, mm. it's really interesting that whole listening to understand. Oh, it's amazing. Do you know if you want to level it up? Mm. Do you want to level it up? Yeah, let's go. So That's level it for. up, and so and when you're responding to someone who's sharing pain, mm. don't just repeat back what they've said, and use some of the words they've said. That's helpful, but even better is to reflect how what they've shared has impacted in you. To say, so oh, you share wow. what they've said, and say, and when you've been saying all that about your work yeah. situation, man. I just, I get, I, I feel that sense of feeling trapped too. Like yeah. it's, I, I, I feel it. I feel it. Are you feeling yeah. you're trapped? It's how your story makes yeah. me feel too. Wow, and it's really profound to have someone mm. share an emotion with you. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's a beautiful wow. thing. Oof. Level up. I love tangibles, man. No, come on. This is good. This is good stuff. I can't believe this. Get the band. This has been. Yeah. Can someone get the band? Get <laughs> the keys. <laughs> Like have a collection or oh, I love it yeah I love this but I think we've we've been talking for a while How, oh wow okay this is probably one of the longest podcasts we've had but I mean I've enjoyed it this has been so good I've learned so much and it's been honestly a, it's an honour to have you have any of your time because I know how um, how how impacting you are and it's a uh, it's, it's hard to get your time but I'm very blessed and Thank I feel you. like thanks for having and me and it's um yeah, so this is Matt Stott. Uh, all this stuff is online. What's your website? Uh, it's soultour.co.nz. Soultour.co.nz. So there's a lot of resources on there. And if you want to upskill, there's resource. There is actually resource available. 
you don't have to just listen to podcasts there is stuff that is very intentional and I feel like it's worth I think everyone needs to go through it I think yeah, everyone needs sure. to you know get get tools in their shed so mm. we can um I guess build a culture that can have open conversations Let's help more people yeah there's enough pain why don't we train up some more medics you know Oof. whoa come on I love it I love it well that's this uh, that's that's the podcast for this week um, it's been a very special uh, and again thank you everyone for um, your your kind words we've had a lot of feedback about stuff that um, that has impacted you through this this podcast I mean it's just supposed to be a conversation that where I'm trying to learn stuff but it's been really cool that it's been able to impact more than just me um, and I really yeah I really appreciate everyone and especially Omar Omar listens my Omar grandma da- Hi, dad's mum yeah how do you say goodbye in Dutch? do we? is it okay that we did this in English and not Dutch? Is I think wrong? yeah she's going to be upset she's going Omar's going to yeah um, right. Yvonne sorry, Yvonne. sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Yvonne, nice, yeah, that's it. But anyway, that's us for this week, and um, God bless. Yeah, God bless. Yeah, peace.